The HSE has said it will begin a review of all open child and adolescent mental health system cases this week, focusing directly on children and adolescents who have not been monitored for six months or more. It follows that report, of course, by the Mental Health Commission, which has highlighted significant deficits, as they describe it, in the child and adolescent mental health system. Katie Richard is a psychotherapist who deals mainly with uh, teenagers, and Katie joins me now. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you for coming on with me this morning. Thanks you're a million rea- for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Your reaction to the re- report, Katie? I suppose as a psychotherapist, as you said, specialising um, with adolescents, this is just becoming more and more prevalent in private practice. Uh, so many young people and their parents are so frustrated, distressed, trying to cope with deteriorating mental health difficulties while waiting such lengthy periods of time just for an initial consultation, never mind um, an assessment. And I suppose through reading the report uh, myself, just such shocking statistics that have kind of come about from it. Um, And just to highlight a few of those things, um, just such a lack of clinical governance mm. around these services for young people. Um, like in, in some cases, uh, people waiting up to two years for an appointment. Um, like it's scary, shocking, shocking and, stuff. And, and the kind of young people that are waiting for that could be what? Yeah. They could have some severe mental health issues, I guess. They could, could have several different conditions, I suppose. Absolutely. Like, you know, you could have, I suppose, on a more serious scale, um, presenting with suicidal ideation, Mm. self-harm. Like, you would be thinking that that people who have the courage to reach out and actually talk about these things, whether it's with their parents, a GP, a psychotherapist, that we would have a place that we could send them and feel good about doing so. And at the um, moment, you feel that's not there, I guess, it's Katie. Not there. It's not fit for purpose. Absolutely, it, it's not fit for purpose. And there's many reasons, I suppose, that are contributing to that. Um, like, for, in terms of waiting list statistics, mm. in September 2018, there were 2,500 people waiting for an appointment. Uh, and last year, it was reported that that was over 4,000. Wow. Uh, and not only that, but there's a whole kind of lost to follow up um, element of that, which is seriously concerning. Um, so children who sh- who should have had a review or a follow up appointment, um, not having or being offered an appointment for two years. Are these the lost children that they're yes. referring to, Katie? Yes. Yeah. So in one particular team, there were 140 lost cases reported. So that is 140. 40 young people who have just been lost. And this is only a sample amount of cases, yeah. uh, you know, so I presume there's, there's much more oh, out there? Yeah. yeah, you could probably multiply that by 10. Wow. Yeah. And also, I suppose, the recommended staffing is below 50%. Um, and in one particular kind of case, consultant worked full-time, which kind of has implications of continuity of care and resulting in seriously ill children, one child having waited four days in the emergency department just to be assessed by a consultant psychiatrist. And the emergency department is not a place to have a child with mental health issues. It's anything 
could set them back even more. Do you have concerns about the management then? Because oh, yeah. I, I couldn't get over it yesterday. I heard that some, mm. in some cases, now not all, the, the, the management are not qualified in yeah. mental health issues. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's a really good point to raise. Also kind of connected with the idea of kind of antipsychotic medication, which absolutely has its place but not being monitored appropriately by some teams. Um, In some cases, children taking medication without relevant blood tests and then also linking into the loss to follow-up. So no kind of review of medication or appointments kind of associated with that at all. And taking this kind of, I guess you're referring to antipsychotic medication and the like, taking that on a long-term basis without... Um, surveillance without people mm-hmm. looking after you. The result of that is is what, Katie? I suppose it's just the lack of care around it all. Do you know what I mean? If you were taking any type of medication, your GP would call you in possibly yeah. every six to eight months yeah. for a review of it. And these are children. You know, they're under the age of 18 and they're taking medications for prolonged periods time, not probably even knowing what the medication is itself. As a professional yourself, what needs to happen? Does this need to be stripped mm. down and rebuilt again? Is, there, is Absolutely. That, yeah. yeah, it needs to be completely stripped down and looked at. And I suppose, in my opinion, you know, we need to work collaboratively to offer these children the services that they deserve in Ireland. Something that I don't think has been discussed all that much, and again, from your experience, I'd love your opinion on this. It appears to me that more and more of our young people need this kind of help, Katie. And I'm wondering what is going wrong out there that we have such an emergence of mental health issues in our children, for God's sake. What's happening out there? I mean, I think we have to take into consideration that COVID has had quite a detrimental impact on these young people as well. Um, like taken out of school for two years, not being able to socialise for two years, and um, being dependent on their, their phone or laptop or technology as a means of entertainment. Um, like really kind of taking all of these things into consideration. Family life becoming difficult during that time. Mm. Um, like it was difficult for us as adults. Um, and what about our young people? So the isolation, the lack of social yeah. interaction, all of that sort of plays into somebody who has maybe a, a, a problem anyway or a, 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 low, a lower grade problem possibly. Yeah. And enhances it, you know, amplifies it and makes it worse, I suppose. And it's just about really upping our game now. You know, our young people deserve better than this. The the other thing that strikes me, Katie, is that there should be some sort of a relationship between the schools and mental health and all of that. Um, yeah. Would you go along with that? Oh, 100%. You know, I, I think something seriously needs to be implemented at a practical level in our education system uh, to help young people understand these mental health issues and, you know, help them learn ways to cope with them, to manage them, and, you know, educate them, psychoeducate them around these particular things. Staffing 
CAMs, for example, seems yeah. to be a huge if, uh, issue because I've no doubt that there's some very, very good, committed people with empathy, wonderful people within CAMs as well as all of the difficulties mm. and stuff. But I guess, I mean, and again, as a psychotherapist, would that be a very unattractive place to work with the chaos that's there? Absolutely. Um, I think that's across our healthcare system as a whole at the moment. You know, um, we're just kind of honing in on CAMS now, specifically considering the, the recent report that was published yesterday. But how can we work at a capacity below 50% of the recommended staffing? How can we? We can. Is there a gold standard? Is there a country we could look to and see who does this properly? Uh, potentially. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's as, as bad across in the UK. Mm. Um, and often there are a lot more free services um, available to people in the UK. I suppose private practice whether it's in form of psychotherapy here in Ireland, occupational therapy, like you're looking at a fee of 70 euros up, and that can go anywhere up to 150 euros. This is per visit. Per visit. Per visit. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. And travelling potentially two hours um, to get to a specific place because there's a lack of services in this country as well. It's, it's pretty damning. We have to keep in mind, this is an interim report. The amount yeah. of cases that we're hearing about is only a sample amount. I think it's 10%. Uh, yeah. And as you say, it's probably... How, how much worse is this? What else are we going to hear, do you think, Katie? I suppose it, it's concerning, and you're right to point out that this is just kind of a, a sample um, report, I suppose, just mm. from my own personal experience. I don't think I've ever had a young person or a parent present back to me after an appointment with CAM saying it was helpful or a positive experience. Wow. Yeah. You you have never had somebody no. come back to you? Never. And have you had them come back and say it was a negative experience? Yes. Yes. And have you come across situations where there's been prescriptions to these childs that was yes. inappropriate? Absolutely. You know, and very little empathy and very clinical experience. And if anything, a young person needs the opposite. They need empathy. They need open ears. They need support. Like some of these assessments were carried out over a video call. Um, It kind of states in this report, how can you gauge a, a young person's mental state through a video call? And as far as you're concerned, you can't. You can't. Because we heard, was it in Kerry, they were had a call to Doha or somewhere like yes. that? So that can't be done as far as you're no, concerned. No, it just cannot be done. What you're saying to me there, Katie, is absolutely huge. I mean, that... I know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I suppose it's very disheartening and, and distressing to have these parents come into our private practice and really feel like we have nowhere to send them. And tell me about the parents then, because I guess their mental health must be compromised because of all of this as well. Oh, I have parents who have had to take career breaks, time off work, um, where this has led to really financial strain, as I said, just having to go the private route to support their, their children through this. You know, like, it's 
just really, really, really concerning. Katie, just finally, could I get you to advise parents who might be tuned our way today and might have yes. issues with a child or children, God knows. Yes. What What do you say to them? I suppose all I can say is reach out. Um, like, you know, our service, I have a, a private practice in, in Leash Monumental Health, uh, ie. Even if you just need some advice, support or guidance, we will do our best to help you um, don't give up keep fighting and our children deserve better Katie uh, we really thank you for your time today most enlightening uh, Katie thank you so much for your thank time you very thank much. you and good morning Take to care. you bye bye thank you very much bye bye that's a psychotherapist to Katie Richardson of the Monumental Therapy Centre in Leash speaking to us uh, this morning with the most damning of critique of uh, CAMS there, I'm sure you'll agree. Um.